Well, what's going on, guys? How's everybody doing today? Uh, you're getting ready, you're getting ready, you're getting ready, getting ready, get all your presents. My neighbors the other day, how's, how's your Christmas shopping going? What Christmas shopping? Did a little bit, gonna just uh, do it, do, try to finish it off this week. And, and and there you go. And then we'll be dealing with New Year's. What are we going to be doing in New Year's? My wife's going to, in the New Year's, the ball's dropping, the ball's dropping. Well, you got any New Year's resolutions? Maybe I should do a New Year's resolution. Anyway, how are you doing? This is a bucket list for me. This is the Rock Stops Here podcast. Where did I stop? It's another one on the red carpet at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. It was a great day. This one, this one for me is a bucket list. I have looked up to this guy and was hoping to one day to be able to get him on the Rock Stops Here podcast. Now, again, it's on a red carpet, so it's moving. You can't stop somebody and do a 45-minute podcast on the red carpet. <laughs> you got you to gotta know where you're at. You know, you gotta, they got to keep it moving. It is none other than Doug Flutie. Now, if you're younger... You might not know who Doug Flutie is, but if you are anywhere from, you know, 40 years old, 35 years old and not Doug Flutie, oh my God, uh, just this guy. And it turns out, oh my God, it turns out he is so down to earth, such a good guy. I talked with him after. He was on the red carpet. I wish I would have been rolling on that one. I just wanted to kind of hang with him, got an extra picture, and then we started uh, BSing. Doug Flutie was known for throwing one of the most iconic long Hail Mary touchdown passes. It was 1984. It was Boston College in Notre Dame. Doug Flutie heaves it, heaves it up. They go on to win. He wins the Heisman Trophy. Just an incredible collegiate career. Um, wait till I tell you what he uh, when I asked him. You know how many times do you do you get uh, that pass brought up? What do you hear his answer? But Doug Flutie played 21 years professional football. He was an 11th round pick out of Boston College by the L.A. Rams. It was the lowest drafting ever of a Heisman Trophy winner, the 1985 draft. And if you were around and remember, he went to the USFL, the New Jersey Generals. And I covered that team. That was the first really pro team that I was ever covering. I was a young reporter in New Jersey. Donald Trump was the owner. Uh, it was Doug Flutie was the quarterback. Herschel Walker was the was the halfback, the tailback, the running back. But anyway, Doug Flutie played for the New Jersey Generals, the USFL in 1985. Then he was with the Chicago Bears, 86-87. The New England Patriots, 87-89. Then he goes up to the Canadian Football League, the CFL, and just lights it up. So many records. BC Lions, Calgary Stampeders, Toronto Argonauts. And then he comes back down to the States, back in the NFL again. He was with the Bills from 98 to 2000 or 2000. Uh, he was with the Chargers for 2001 to 2004, back with the Patriots 2005. Three-time Grey Cup champion winner, three-time Grey Cup MVP, six-time CFL, uh, most outstanding player. 
He was the 1998 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He was an NFL Pro Bowler in 1998. He was a he's a college football Hall of Famer, Canadian Football League Hall of Famer. Um, he's he's got so many records. Oh my God! He, besides the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell, the Davy O'Brien, the Walter Camp, and all he's doing after. That's where I really, my bucket list, you know, I've interviewed the best of the best, but you know what he's done afterwards, I'll get into all of that. So without further ado, just, oh my God, what a good guy. Again, it's, we're at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. It was the first, it was the launch of a new era in gaming with legalized sports betting in Florida, uh, with the, the first row of the craps. Dice, the roulette wheel, the who's who on the red carpet. Here he is. Here he is. My man. Oh, my God. Doug Flutie. So the great Doug Flutie, who looks fantastic. You keep your, you must be living right. I love your videos. I love you driving in your car. I love it. I love it. Your Batman car. But first of all, what does this mean to you with the uh, with the gambling now and legalizing it here at Hard Rock, Doug? I think it's, it's number one, it's growing the games. It's growing the sports. That's a positive. I, as a player in my era, was taboo. Um, but the young kids today really have grown up with it and enjoy it. It's growing the game. Their enthusiasm for the game. They watch games completely different than I do. And then the, the positive is that a lot of the money goes back into the community and you know, as long as the percentage is going back in to help wh- whatever charity it may be, um, that's a positive. How many times do people stop you and ask you about the pass, about the play? How, how many times, seriously? Oh, that is a daily occurrence. Um, there may be a day that goes by that it doesn't come up, but it's more than made up for in the multiple times that, you know, 20, 30 times in a day. So, uh, it, you know, the way I view it, Every time, I, every time someone brings it up, it brings a smile to my face. We talk about it. It's fun. And uh, at least I say this. You wish I could remember everything. They're not going to remember. At least there's something to be remembered by, and it's pretty cool. Right. Now, surprisingly, you're really not involved in football. I know you play amateur baseball and love it. Didn't you also play in a band as well? I'm, I mean, I'm 10 years old. I, I just, I've, I'm always looking for the next activity. Um, I love surfing. I do play adult league baseball still with my brothers, which is just so much fun because you still get a chance to go out and compete at something. Um, play adult league hockey. Uh, the band still we play a handful of times a year have it if it's not i made a commitment to myself when i retired from football that if it's not fun i'm not doing it last one what is your secret to success in life be consistent with who you are you know uh, that's to yeah at the end of the day you got to look yourself in the mirror and think it, it was this a successful day did i what did i accomplish today and for me i'm up early I'm surfing, I'm doing things athletically, I'm trying to make myself a little better physically. Um, Unfortunately, I probably don't read enough and do that end of it anymore, but um, I I think it's consistency in what you do. Stick with it. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. So... One of the reasons why I have been hoping to to get him on this podcast was because for years since he retired from playing pro football, 
he's played in baseball leagues, hardball leagues. Back when I was playing in New Jersey, there were guys saying, oh man, we played against Flutie because Flutie out of mass, this and that. Then he moves down to Florida and all the years that I played and pitched in uh, men's leagues here in, in Florida, it would be like, oh, you get into a tournament or something. Oh, we played against Doug Flutie. He was so cool. He pitches. He can hit. You know, and I was like dying to see Doug Flutie. Never ran into him on the baseball field. Never ran into him at any event. And here he is living on the east coast of Florida. I've been in the west coast in Tampa Bay for 28 years now. Never ran into him. And I didn't even know he was going to be on the red carpet. When I got the email, or when I was able to, thank you to Kevin O'Donnell of Fox 13. He gave me the uh, PR person's email contact. And when I saw the list early on, it was Warren Moon and Joe Theismann were going to be, but the list was going to grow. And so when I got there, I we were getting all set up and I'm on the red carpet. I got my spot and here comes Hulk Hogan. And then I see behind him, Derek Brooks. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, there's Tino Martinez. Boom, boom, boom. There's Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie, man. Yeah, yeah. What if I'm going to get a chance? So I told him that I, you know, him playing baseball in all those years, I didn't know that he's also played in men's hockey leagues. I've seen videos of him behind the drum set I knew he played in a rock and roll band. They played classic hits, rock, classic rock. I love it. And it's the Flutie Brothers Band. His older brother, Darren, played Canadian uh, pro football player, was a Canadian pro football player. And they've got the Flutie Brothers Band. And to this day, I just saw a video recently, he's still playing. So he plays the drums. He plays hardball still. He's 61 years old. He plays hockey. And then I knew about his foundation. He established a Doug Flutie Jr. Uh, foundation for autism and honoring his son. Now, I remember when he was on the cereal Flutie Flakes. It was so huge. And I didn't realize that he created Flutie Flakes, the cereal, to benefit the organization. Uh, the Doug Flutie Jr. Uh, Foundation for Autism, honoring of his son. Unbelievable. So get this. So I'm watching. So the, the red carpet's done. And now they're going to position these celebrities over at the craps table, the roulette table, Ric Flair. He's going to be on. I'll get him next week on the Rock Stops Here podcast. And Joe Theismann, Hogan, Jimmy Hart, um, Nick Swisher, Boggs, uh, oh, WWE, t- uh, big Titus O'Neil, uh, the list goes on and on. And they had announcements, speeches, those from the Seminole gaming tribe, those from hard rock, you know, officials, this and that. And the thing went on for about a good half hour or so. And then they had a magic, a magician, very popular magician. And I was looking, Doug Flutie was just there and he was, he was enamored by it. He was smiling. He was into it. And I'm like, God, I hope I can get a picture with him so I can promote this podcast. So when the whole thing was all done, he was walking down the hallway and I said, Doug, Hey, can I get a picture for this? Sure. And then I 
didn't have my microphone, and we just started talking. And I told him, listen, I know you've been playing baseball for so long. I was dying, I know. And he also has a the Bat, Batmobile. He's got a, I don't know if it's one of the originals, I'm not sure, uh, but it's a Batmobile. And he backs out of his driveway, and I've seen video of him driving down, you know, the road. And I was like, I like the Batmobile and this and that. He was laughing and smiling. And he was partnered up with the great Tino Martinez. And they were having a long conversation. And there was one, I've even got some video or a picture where uh, Doug Flutie is pretending like he's at bat and, and, and showing like an at bat or a swing with Tino. I didn't know if they were just talking baseball. So when we were just BSing, I said, oh man, you were with Tino. I've known Tino because Tino grew up here in Tampa Bay. He was a West Tampa kid. He went to the University of Tampa. Uh, and then, of course, he went on to all his success in Major League Baseball. Seattle Yankees, you know, Rays, even a little bit. He loves the Rays. You, you'll you'll hear him. You'll hear him on an upcoming uh, Rock Stops Here podcast. And so Doug Flutie's like, oh, he's, I said, Tino's a great guy. He goes, it's the first time I met him. Oh, I could tell. He goes, I just told him a story. Get this. Going way back. When Tino was playing with the Yankees, I believe it was with the Yankees, it was a game at Fenway Park. Doug Flutie was in foul territory in the outfield at Fenway Park as a fan because he's a baseball fan. And he was sitting there. And Tino Martinez hit a long, high foul ball and Doug Flutie caught it. And he thought that that was so cool that he actually caught it. Because I've never... Have you ever caught a foul ball? I have never caught a foul ball at a major league game. I've never caught a foul ball at a minor league game. I've never caught a foul ball at a stinking high school game. Or games that I've been at. Any game. Little league game. Uh, and, he, and Flutie thought that was great. Guess what? He told Tino Martinez at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa when they were there near the, t the table getting ready to do their, their thing. He told Tino that, and Tino remembered that foul ball. Tino Martinez remembered, this, remembered it. How about that? In all the games that Tino Martinez has played, they must have put Doug Flutie up on the, on the big scoreboard because Flutie would be known Boston College, New England Patriot, and Tino thought, and they thought that that was kind of cool. Isn't that a cool story? And this just happened like two weeks ago. And then they, so I told him, I said, man, my name is Rock Riley out of Tampa Bay here. I am a huge fan. And he was like, he, my pleasure and this and that. And just what a down to earth, good guy. He's 61 years old. He looks fantastic, man. He really does. He, he, he looks like he is 48 years old, man. Good, clean living. You can see the difference if you've lived a hard life or a hard party life or cigarettes and booze. You can just tell the difference. Skin tone, color, and Doug Flutie is very, very, he looks fantastic. So anyway, that was really cool for me. It was one of those days where I drove out of there. I was walking to my car and I was like, holy shit. Like what just happened? Who I just got? It might be quick, but you get them. And hopefully I will see him again, you know. And once again, people that the, these celebrities that have made it to the top, they're the ones that I'm running into, good people. 
down to earth. I thought that was so, so cool. All right, so I did a little trailer for this podcast at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino because I forgot my swag bag. Do you know what swag is? Swag is stuff that's given out to those attending these big events, VIP events. And they had a great swag bag and I totally forgot to pick up my swag. And it wasn't until I got home and it was the next day. I was just so happy to be able to be on the red carpet to get these big names. They're all so down to earth and cool. Everybody's happy to be there. And I was just on cloud nine and I was, I totally forgot. I didn't even realize until I saw some other media that were there and I saw them posting what they got for gifts. I'm like, oh man, oh well. And my wife, I must have put, they, they gave a little, uh, when you signed in, your name was on the list, you get your credential and here's your ticket and a number on it to collect your gift, your swag. Oh, thank you very much. I put it in my pocket. I forgot about it. And it wasn't until my wife goes, what's this? I go, oh, that's my ticket. So I emailed the PR person, very, very nice. And I said, listen, I'm going to be promoting the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa for the next couple of weeks. Thank you for all the being on the red carpet, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I didn't pick up my gift. No problem. I got it. You can pick it up. Boom. All right. When I go to the Bucks next time, boom, this day, boom, one extra day. It's at Concierge. It was there. So when I was there, I did a little uh, trailer near their uh, beautiful Christmas tree. And I just said, you know, I got Doug Flutie on this episode of the Rock Stops Here podcast. Also, like, what I want for Christmas, my Christmas, rock list. And it isn't much. It isn't much. <laughs> I'm going to have some, I, I got some other stuff to tell you here. We're just hanging here during these holidays, holy days, holidays. And my number one wish, it's always been, but even more so as I've gotten older, is health. Health for my family and for myself. My family first and then me. If you don't have your health, it is everything. And I swear, I might even for the next podcast, I, I don't want to be creepy, but all of those that have passed away that have been my close friends, not only close friends, those that I've worked with in the media, holy mackerel. And just about everyone is most, I would say 85% are younger than me. It is, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, I, and I've been meaning to just write down, jot down all the names that I have worked with in Jersey. Colorado was very short-lived, uh, and here, here since I got here, uh, January 1st, 1994, when Gabe Hobbs told me that I got the gig at 970 WFLA Radio in Tampa. I was living in Littleton, Colorado, in an apartment. I was separate i was by myself and i had a pickup i had a uh, a pickup black pickup truck and i gave away my furniture some cheap stuff that i got to this guy freddie we used to hang with i gave away some stuff and i just put a few things in that and i uh i pulled that's it i, I no did i pull yeah i pulled i pulled a little trailer yeah i did and i drove on new year's I, on the 30th and the 31st, or I lift on the 31st. All I know is I was in Missouri 
uh, for New Year's Eve. And I, I figured, ah, let me pull over now and stop at a little motel. And I was driving to Tampa. I had no idea how long the, the gig was going to last. I wanted to get back in sports broadcasting. It wasn't a very high-paying job. I had been in TV. I was a national reporter. FNN was sold to CNBC. They dropped sports programming. We all lost our gigs. And I was just looking to get back in. I was out for a year and a half. And I wanted to get back in. And I got the gig. I was happy to get it. I was familiar with the Tampa Bay area. I had gone to St. Leo. Life is grand. In Leo land. That's how I learned to party. And uh, so I was familiar. I didn't think that I was going to be in Tampa. But I was like, you know what? It's not a bad place to be. Let me go to this radio station. Be the sports reporter. See how it goes. And I'm still here to this day. But it was New Year's Eve when I drove. And I thought I wanted to see the ball drop. And I didn't take into account time change. <laughs> and so when I got in and boom, I was still on Colorado time. I was in a new time zone and I got in. It was already one o'clock in the morning. I missed it. And I remember there was an FSU football game, ball, big game on. I think that was one of the wide rights. Bobby Bowden, oh, that's all I know. And it was December 31st, 1993. January 1st, 1994, and I pulled into Tampa at Little Lighthouse Bay Apartments on Gandhi Boulevard at Southdale Mabry off by at Gandhi, right by the radio station. I got an apartment. You could see the, 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 the radio building on Gandhi, and I started my career there. I unhooked my, my trailer and got into my little one-bedroom apartment, and, and away we go. And it was during this holiday season. And I mentioned that last week. I'm getting a gig during the Christmas season. It's unheard of. And then when I went full-time, I was part-time at Bay News 9 too, still working the radio. And um, I became full-time uh, during the holiday season, Christmas holiday season. I went over to my friend Whitney Johnson's house. He was there with his friend Tom Connolly. We partied. I had a Tampa Bay Storm shirt on and antlers on my head, partying. Yeah, I'm going full-time in TV. This is what I've wanted to do. Back, boom, 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 boom. So there you go. Now, oh, so my Christmas list, bottom line, one thing, health, and I would like a gig back in. Radio, TV's probably not going to happen because I'm old. You don't, look, you don't want to see an older guy in TV. But, uh, well, you know, you never know, but I doubt it. But anyway, radio or a digital or for a team or something, part-time, full-time, I really would like that. I miss it. I just do miss it. Yes, it's fun to do my own thing. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I go on different shows as a guest. Yeah, but I'm just, I, and I got ideas. I've got so much energy, man, and passion, and I'm hoping for my Christmas list, Santa Claus, give me a gig this year. But it's very, very hard. Budgets have been cut. Nobody's got money. It's hard to get. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know. So we shall see. But that's it. But, but you know what? Life is good. Health is number one. That's it. And especially another year. Another year around the sun or whatever they say. Is that what they say? Oh, my God. The amount of people that are uh, have passed. It's incredible. Now, here's the difference. What about you? Christmas parties this past week I saw more holiday Christmas parties again I'm not at a full-time at an at a workplace so I'm not I don't know what it is 
I miss Christmas holiday parties, work parties, because I liked it. I like people. I like going. Everybody's in a good mood. It's happy. Sometimes there's people that you never get to see. You work different shifts. There was two this week. And I was just like, I was happy for the people. I see it on social media. That's what it is, too. You see all this stuff on social media. It's like, oh, man, look at everybody's having such a good time. I'm not, I don't work anywhere. That's fine. But when it comes to New Year's Eve parties, I I don't care. Like from New Year's Eve or for St. Patrick's Day. Look, I'm Irish. I don't have to go balls to the wall on those nights or have to feel like I'm at a New Year's Eve or um, uh, St. Patty's Day party. It's amateur night. You know, I, I can I can get a buzz and have a good time at any time. I've been partying for a lot of years. and uh, But my wife loves, she's not a partier, and she loves for New Year's Eve. What do we do in New Year's Eve? We've got to watch the ball drop. There's some nights where I'm tired, man. If I don't see the ball drop, but with her, always do. And my daughter now. We have next. My, my son is not living here, so, you know, he's 26. God, he'd be 27 this year. Unbelievable. Um, but what about you? Do you, is, is New Year's Eve a big thing for you to go out? Do you stay? Do you try to stay up and watch the ball drop? And do the countdown. My wife loves that. And especially with my daughter. My daughter's 14 going on 15. Or no, she's 15. I mean, the, uh, oh my God, she stays up so late. It's incredible. She's up all the time. She's she's a late night owl, man. Um, But I'll never forget. You know, there used to be, I used to go to New Year's Eve parties. I am also one. How about, I don't know about you. I like house parties i love house parties i haven't been to a house party indoor house party in a long time now when we moved to this new area there was a party on a cul-de-sac and we got invited i thought that was really cool i love being able to walk to a party but even if you got to drive to a house party and if somebody else can be the, the driver for me that'd be great if not then it's going to be one to two and that's it but um, because I've been seeing these YouTube videos and it, it's a, it's a deterrent. So you ever go down a rabbit hole in YouTube? You start seeing one subject and then another one comes up, another one comes up, another one comes up. It's these DUI busts. Oh my God! You see the look on the face? Horrible, man. And not only going to you lose your license, it's going to be about ten grand. Just losing the license, just everything. It's such a deterrent, man. It's good for me to be watching this stuff. Make sure. No, 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 no. But I used to love back in the day when I lived in New Jersey, when I lived in Denver, Colorado. When I was here, uh, I was at uh, a couple of house parties, New Year's Eve parties. I like that. But I just, it hasn't been a long time. I don't know. There's something about a house party other than going to a restaurant a club, a banquet hall, you know what I mean? A hotel. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. If you want to hit me up on social media, I'm just curious. If I was doing a show right now, a live show, I'd take your calls. Which do you prefer? House party, club party, bar party, dive party, banquet party, or a house party? 
there was one, there was, there was, there was a, and, and what's cool about it is sometimes you, sometimes you meet some new people, you know, that are cool. I always like that. Like the one that I went to in Vail, Colorado, my buddy, Steve Horry, that's his name, H-A-U-R-E-Y. He was my friend when I, when I worked in WSUS FM 102.3 Sussex County, New Jersey. I stayed there five years and I had a great time. And I became friends with Dave and Steve Horry, the brothers. They had a landscaping business. Steve ventured out. Steve went and moved to Colorado for a little bit. Then he drove all over the place. But when he was living in Vail, Colorado, they would work. He would work construction when the weather was good. And then during the ski season, he worked at a bar as a bouncer. He did some other things. Heck, they would even do some construction when there was snow on the ground, man. And so he was living in Vail. And all of those that worked in the service industry, you know, they were all young. They all knew each other. And there was a big Super Bowl party. That's what it was. It wasn't a New Year's Eve party. It was a Super Bowl party. And it was, and he, and he invited me up. And I stayed with him in his little condo and ended up, partying so much that I didn't want to party for the Super Bowl party. So that was, it was pretty cool. And uh, I remember there was so much snow. Vail, Colorado. Oh, my God, it was deep. Beautiful. Oh, pray. That's what it was called. Happy hour, I think it's called Oh, pray. If you're a skier, maybe I got it wrong. And uh, we went to a couple of them. But anyway, went to the bar that he bounced at. And he said, there's a Super Bowl party. And it was all people in the hospitality industry. They all knew each other and they were all cool. And it was in a nice big house, big glass windows. You can see the ski slopes, the mountains and Vail. It was fantastic. And I was like, look at this. I'm at a Super Bowl party here. That was cool. Uh, I've been to a couple back in Jersey, some great New Year's Eve parties back in the day. Heck, when I lived here. Uh, my friend, uh, Jeff Hoyt had a couple of, uh, Super Bowl parties. I went down, he had a detached garage, lighting off fireworks, all kinds of stuff. Or New Year's Eve parties, you know, just good times. But anyway, I was just curious for you, for me now, you know, I don't have to, oh, we got to go to a New Year's Eve party. Got to go to a St. Patty's Day party and drink green beer. I don't want to drink green beer. No, I don't put that in my sense. Green beer. No, 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 no. Alrighty, um, let's see what else we got to cook in here today. So, I am wishing and hoping. Oh, you know what, too, man? Be nice this time of year. I, no, like, there are, my father-in-law is a doctor. And he said that at this time of year, he's got older patients. And a lot of times... If they've got a loved one, a spouse that's passed on, they just want to talk. He has, he sees more patients at this time of year and he's a regular, he's an MD, but you know, sometimes they just want to talk and you know, you never know what's going on with somebody. There was a tragedy in a park last week. Somebody just ended their life in a car with their dog and this and that the corner was oh my god and it's like a lot of a lot of times depression 
I'm just wondering. Sometimes it's the Christmas music, wherever you go, and all. And, and sometimes it's ooh, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Like you know, if you if you get depressed at this time of year, you just never know. The other thing to me is, and I was talking to a guy. He's a radio host, and I was a guest on his show, and I was telling him, I'm like, the thing that gets me is I'm on the road so much. I drive 40 minutes every day to the Bucks. It's 40-some minutes to the Rays, back. So you're talking about, and then, you know, in between. So at least two hours a day, every day, bum, bum, bum. I'm on the road a lot. And now and then you're going to get the road rage incident. You're going to get somebody, another guy the other day, he was on my ass, on my ass, and then boom, boom. And he's young guy, you know, speeding right past me, gave me the finger. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You know, fuck. And uh, it's like, you got to catch yourself. And I was telling this to this guy, Johnny, Johnny B. And he said, you got to have the mentality of they could kill you. They got they, they have a gun. They, they can kill you. Don't get out of your car. Don't do anything. And I really find that hard to do. But his word struck true to me. And I'm just thinking, you know, here it is the holiday season. Everybody's rushing around and I'm on the road so much every day that at least I would say once a week there, I run into somebody that's going to piss me off. And I always think I'm now thinking of what Johnny B told me. Just don't, don't, do, don't do anything. Don't give them the finger back. Don't try to do anything. Emotion when the windshield, this and that, you know, cause a lot of people are carrying and you don't know with anger and stuff like that. So sometimes somebody can say something and it will stay with you. And what, Johnny B told me is staying with me. So thank you. Thank you, Johnny B. Last but not least, we are at the end of the football season. This, I swear, this football season to me has gone by faster than any other. I don't know about you. Week, we're now into week 16 of the NFL season. College football is bowls, and we're waiting for the, the playoff championship. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Holy crap. The older I get, the faster time goes. I remember this summer how it was so damn hot here. I couldn't take it. My blood has never thinned out. I, I just, it's just been me. And it was so brutal. I couldn't, you know, and now here we are. Like, slow down, winner. You know, slow down. Um, but it's interesting just, and I don't get into X's and O's here. I, 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 you know, I do that all the time in my other life here as a sports reporter, host, podcaster, this and that. And I, I don't get into it here, but I can tell you this. I know for a fact, you know how this year it's crazy where you got teams that were six and seven, seven and eight. They're all bunched together for a wild card or, of course, that terrible NFC South and this and that. And oh, oh, this sucks. The NFL loves it. I, I was talking to somebody in the NFL. They love it. It's parody. Teams that would know, fans of teams that are below 500 used to be like, oh, I'm so pissed off. My team sucks. 
I don't even watch the game. I'm not clicking on websites about information. I'm going to start thinking about the draft. Oh, I'm over it. Oh, this and that. No, I'm not buying any more merch. I'm Oh, my team sucks. Not this year. Your team still has a shot. And the NFL loves that. Loves it. Because it means more clicks. More money. Cha-ching. And one other thing. I, I, I want to let you, you know, I'm going to give you a little, give a little inside, a little inside information here with the NFL. I don't know if you have noticed, they are making a push as much money as they are making and as great as the ratings are and with fantasy and now legalized gambling, the football is even bigger, but they're always looking for more. That's what they do on Park Avenue. And there is a push. I don't know if you've seen commercials. You may have seen it. Flag football for the kids. I think it's brilliant, especially even girls. Getting girls involved in watching NFL. Girls, young girls, flag football. And and for boys, same thing. I, I honestly believe, I remember even Warren Sapp who's a Hall of Famer, hard-ass player. He doesn't believe until you're in high school you should put on pads. A lot of NFL players have told me that, seeing these kids. I mean, if you're a parent and, and you're involved with your kids and the kid likes it, okay, that's great. That's great. But I don't believe in helmets and the, the hits and concussions when kids are 9 and 10 years old, 11 years old. Also, practices aren't fun. Coaches are screaming, it's not fun, not fun to get hit. Not fun. Like it was fun to go to baseball practice and play. It was always fun to go to basketball and play. But I remember when I played, midget, we, they called it midget football. You couldn't do that now. It's politically incorrect, right? Uh, midget football. That's what it's called, midgets. JV, peewee, JV varsity. Now there's Pop Warner. There's other uh, other leagues. But there's a big push for the NFL uh, with flag football. I think flag football is great. You're not getting hit. You're going to have the occasional contact, but the kids are learning the game. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. And get this, the NFL down the road would love to have a type of World Series like the Little League, they see what the Little League World Series is. Now, the Little League World Series has had such a head start on football. But what they do in Williamsport, and the games are televised and how big it is, they would love to do that for flag football. So keep an eye on that. That's your little leaguey that I'm giving you here. Uh, that's my little birdie is telling me what's cooking in the NFL offices and you're going to see more and more of a push with the NFL being involved with the youth and flag football. And I think it's great. I, I honestly think it's great. Um, so there you go. We got to, we got to, there you go. I just hope you have a great holiday season, man. And no, you don't make too big of it. You know, everybody is rushing around and this and that. I hope your health is good. That's numero uno. Numero uno. And stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> All right? All right. Doug Flutie, thank you. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Tampa, thank you. 
And I thank you for listening. Subscribe, leave a comment, whatever you do, tell your friends, the Rock Stops Here podcast, anyone that would like to come on board here to sponsor. I'll, we'll, we'll move the needle with your business, your beeswax. Give me a holla, holla, holla. And hopefully Santa Claus will give me my Christmas wish and not give me coal. I'll leave you with this. I'll never forget it. Of the, I have a brother, Billy, and a brother, Patrick. Of the three boys, I was the worst. Not a good son, not listening, not good grades. I was, I was the one that was not good. And there was one year where my father told me, you're getting coal. You are getting coal in your stocking. That's it. He took it right up until Christmas Eve. So I thought I was getting coal. And he's, he must have had a soft side. And my him and my mom and I came downstairs. We came down for Christmas and I got a new sled. And I remember my brother, Billy, who was good all year. I think he got something used or he didn't get something that he wanted. And he's like, that's not fair. Bobby was supposed to get coal. I should have got coal. So I hope you were good. And if you were bad, maybe you deserved the call. All right, guys, I talked to you.